Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. God's word written to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today and open my heart to hear God speak a word, reveal Jesus to me, fill me with the Holy Spirit, then send me out to share Christ with others so that my life will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Kids, are you with me? Can you hear me? Can you see me? Have you ever been scared before? You know, maybe you're going to fall into a pool or daddy throws you into the deep end. Hopefully he doesn't do that often. And you're scared that you might sink. Did you know that October, October this month is known worldwide as the scary month? Did you know that? Maybe you and your parents don't really think about it that way. Uh, Maybe it's not a scary month to you, but think with me just for a second, all of us. Think about the fact that movie theaters, Netflix, all the streaming channels on TV, even the amusement parks. Come on, what do they call that park over there during the month of October? Scarowinds, right? I mean, even workplaces, houses, neighborhoods, and kids, even, even your schools, they put out scary stuff like all the tv programs a lot of them are geared towards horror movies and monsters and demons and and vampires all kinds even haunted houses start coming up and people want to go tour haunted houses um it's the month where if i could just be honest evil and darkness and scary stuff seem to be highlighted. It's like highlighted. And guess what? Most of the time, most people and even kids, they just culturally accept it all as normal. Like it's the month to be scary. Now adults, let me, let me bring you into the picture. What about our world? I mean, it can be scary at times. I mean, things like global crises or Food shortages, disease, natural disasters. Our national landscape is filled with political division, economic uncertainties, wars, rumors of wars, moral decline that affects everything in our culture. On top of that, this personalize it, our personal lives at time can be filled with potential scary things. Sickness, bad doctor's reports, financial uncertainty, trouble, the stress of raising kids or watching kids in this crazy, unstable world, family problems, and the list can go on and on and on. And the truth is, life can be scary at times, but according to the Bible, life doesn't have to be scary. When you have a relationship with God, 
and you become familiar with God's word and God's promises, and you're surrounded by other godly people, and they're strengthening you, and they're encouraging you, and they're cheering you on, and they're in your corner, life doesn't have to be scary. And that's the title of a new series that we're starting across all three of our campuses. Come on, say it with me. Life doesn't have to be scary. Even though it's a scary month, And even though scary things can come our way at times, when you're in a strong relationship with God, no matter what happens, life doesn't have to be scary. Let's look at John chapter 16, verse 33. And that's going to be our theme text for the series. But I don't want to read it alone. It's going to be on the screen. So let's all read it together. John 16, 33. You ready? It's on the screen. Ready? One, two, three, read. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Notice Jesus says, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The title of today's message, message number one in our series is this, the world doesn't have to be scary. Come on, say it with me. The world doesn't have to be scary. And here's the subtitle that the Lord gave me for us. Living as overcomers. Come on, say that part with me. Living as overcomers. You got to think about this with me. Go to the words of Jesus in John 16, He's speaking to his followers. So that means if you're a follower, this is just as much for you and I today as it was for them when they heard it out of the mouth of Jesus. And he was preparing to leave the world. He was almost done with his sacrifice, and he was about to be crucified and buried and risen from the grave, and he was going to ascend, and he knew that. And he knew that difficult days lay ahead for his disciples, for his followers. And he wanted them to be ready for any challenging times that they would ever face. And this is important because becoming a Christian doesn't guarantee an easy or a trouble-free life. Can somebody say amen? That's so true. Now, listen to what he said. In this world, this world is this natural, temporary existence that we have, right? It's this, uh, if I can just say this, this sin-infected, godless society that's in the world, all of that together, that's what he means. In this world, you will have tribulation. Now, that's not a promise I want to stand on. But he's just being honest. And this word tribulation, it's a great word. It means pressure, oppression, stress, anguish, adversity, affliction. It's a word that describes a crushing or a squeezing, like getting a bunch of grapes and just putting in a vice or a press or under your hand, and you're just crushing them and you're squeezing them. That's this word tribulation. Have you ever felt crushed or squeezed or under pressure, under stress in this life, in this world? I think all of us have. But it's important that we see this, friend. Obedience to God is not a guarantee against pain and sadness. And challenges have always been used by God to test 
and to build our faith and to stimulate in us growth and humility and compassion, heartache and struggle can be divinely used to stretch us to where we have nowhere else to turn but to God. And Christ's mission, if you think about it, was never intended to prevent broken hearts, but to heal broken hearts. He came to wipe away our tears, not to guarantee we would never cry. And that's why he says, in this world, you will have tribulation, you will have pressure and stress and heartache, but be of good cheer. Why? He says, I have overcome the world. When we walk with God as disciples, as followers, this world that we live in doesn't have to be scary. Kids, are you with me? You don't have to be afraid of anything in this world when you walk with God. As a matter of fact, I've got a guest speaker, and we're going to watch him on the video, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about how when we walk with God, God will calm all of our fears so we don't have to be scared of anything. Let's watch the video, and then I'll come back. When you're scared of something, you can really make a difference when you're with someone who's not afraid. Hey guys, it's me, Douglas. And I don't know if you guys can hear it today, but it's, it's storming outside. And during the daytime, I actually really like thunderstorms, right? Like, like I like to watch the, the gray storm clouds rolling in, and, and I love to see the flashes of the lightning and hearing the booming thunder. And it's really beautiful, but at nighttime, I do not like it so much. You know, for some reason, it, it kind of scares me at night. And sometimes, if I get really scared at night, I'll, I'll go into my parents' room. And I don't know exactly what it is, but being around someone who is not afraid of what you're afraid of can really help you to to calm down, to, to not be so scared. Because right? when I'm with my parents, I'm really not that scared of the thunder and the lightning and all that stuff, because they're not scared. But, you know, more recently, as I've been getting older, I haven't been going into my parents' room as much when I get, when I get scared because I realized something. Mm. I realized that God is not scared of anything. Amen. And God is always with me. You know, when you become a Christian, the Bible says that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God. So if I'm in my room by myself, God is there with me. If I'm at school, God is there with me. No matter where I am, God is with me. And when I remember that, it really helps me to not be so afraid. And, you know, God can help us to not be afraid of, you know, like thunderstorms or, or maybe bullies or, or diseases or, or even made-up things like monsters hiding under the bed. God can help us to be brave. God can help us to, to not be afraid. God can calm our fears. And the cool thing is, is that when we are at peace, we can calm the fears of others around us. We can be that safe place for other people. You know, just like my parents, they, they help me to not be afraid. I can help other people not be afraid. And we can help others not be afraid by doing two things. You know, one is just being that safe space for them. But the other one, the most important thing, is we can share the good news of Jesus Christ with them so that they can have the gift of the Holy Spirit too. God is our rock. He is our comforter. He is our protector. He is our safe place. And my challenge to you guys today is that if you have the gift of the Holy Spirit, if you are a Christian and you are afraid, I want you to pray to God. I want you to give those fears to him. I want you to lean on him because he would love to take away your fears. And the other part of the challenge is I want you to, to share that peace 
that only comes from Jesus Christ. I want you to share that peace with others. First, by being a safe person for other people to come to. And second, most importantly, is to share the good news of Jesus Christ so that they can accept the free gift of salvation and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There are scary things that can happen in this life, but God would love to calm your fears and give you peace. Whoa, come on. Give it up for my friend, would you? Give it up for my friend. There are scary things in life, but God would like to calm your fears. Amen? You know, the last part that he mentioned there really caught my attention. He talked about the fact, I'm inserting this, that there are other people around us that are scared of all kinds of stuff. And then he talked about how important it is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with other people. But did you know that in doing that, sharing the gospel, sharing Jesus, or inviting someone else to church, how many of you know at times that can make you feel scared to do it? I have to tell you this story. Karis, John and Meg's daughter, shared with me this story. Sometime recently, she was in her house helping her mom clean the house. Her and Gideon were cleaning the house. And Karis, she just knew, she had a sense from the inside God was encouraging her and speaking to her about going to invite her neighbors to church. Miss Christie and Mr. Robert and is it Margot? Right? And she was scared at the thought of going over to invite them, but she just felt like God was asking her to do it. So I don't know exactly all the details, but what she said was, okay, she made up her decision and she knew she had to do it and she went over to the house to do it. And I said, well, what were you thinking when you're on the way to the house to do it? She was thinking, God, help me, God, help me, God, help me. (laughs) And I think that's completely normal because we get scared at times when we're going to ask somebody to come to church or we want to point them to Jesus or share the love of God with them. And so she gets to the house and Karis knocks on the door and Miss Christie comes to the door and they get through their greeting and so on and so forth. And Karis, as bold as she can be, with the same Holy Spirit that lives in her, that lives in you adults, she just said, I just wanted to take a minute and invite you and your family to church. Isn't that awesome? And then when she left and she was going home, she was like, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Because there's something a little scary about doing that. And then let me just put the icing on the cake and the cherry on top of the icing. This morning... We were praying before service. Karis came over here and she shared that story with me. And then she said, Pastor Robert, would you pray with me that my neighbors would come to church? I invited them to church, but, but I don't know if they're going to come or not. And I want them to come. Would you just pray for me? And so we, should, we, we took hands and we prayed in agreement for the Holy Spirit to take that seed of an invitation that Karis planted. Because when she was feeling scared, she recognized that God was with her. And she did the scary thing anyway. And he calmed her fears. And she made the invitation. How many know that that was a seed that was planted? And we're going to keep praying and believing the Lord that at some point, they'll come and visit us. And we'll be able to share the love of God with them. Listen. Life can be scary. This world can be scary. But when you know God and you walk closer with him, this world doesn't have to be scary. Amen. So real quickly, 
I'm going to give you three quick reasons we can say the world doesn't have to be scary. Now, if you have a sermon guide, you have some fill-in-the-blanks. If you don't have a sermon guide, you can get one on the way out and take it home and study a little bit more. Let's look at John 16, 33 real quick, and we'll go through this as fast as we can, but as thorough as I can. John 16, 33, look at the back half again. Jesus said, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Here's your first reason and your first fill in the blank. Jesus has overcome the world. Come on, say it with me. Jesus has overcome the world. He says, because I've overcome the world, you could be of good cheer. This word good cheer comes from the root word Tharsos in the Greek, T-H-A-R-S-O-S, Tharsos. It's an important word because Tharsos means courage or confidence. So when Jesus says good cheer, this word taken together means to live with cheerful or joyful courage and confidence. It's not just that you're happy. It's not just that you're cheerful. It's not just that you're thinking happy thoughts whenever something's trying to scare you. It's something that the Holy Spirit does in you that gives you this cheerful or joyful, listen, catch this, courage and confidence in the face of something that seems scary. So Jesus is giving that to you. He's giving you Good cheer. How can he do that? Why does he do that? He says because he's overcome the world. And the word overcome, it's a great word. It's the word nikao in the Greek, N-I-K-A-O. And it means conquering and to conquer. To win a victory over as in a contest or in a military conflict. So Jesus says, I am victorious. I am the conqueror. I am the overcomer. Jesus has, past tense, overcome. What has he overcome? Jesus has overcome the devil and all of the evil spiritual forces that would try to make you scared or to bring deception and fear into your life. Jesus has overcome sorrow, death, hell, and the grave. Jesus has overcome sin the grip of sin and temptation. Listen, Jesus has overcome anxiety and worry. Jesus is our overcomer. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, these portions of Scripture describe what took place on the cross when Jesus was crucified. Let me read it to you. I won't go deep into it, but I just want to highlight a couple of things. Colossians 2, 14 and 15. Out of the easy to read version, this is what it says. Because we broke God's laws, we owed a debt. A debt that listed all the rules we failed to follow. But God forgave us of that debt. He took it away and nailed it to the cross. He defeated the rulers and powers of the spiritual world with the cross, he won the victory over them 
had led them away as defeated and powerless prisoners for the whole world to see. Now catch this. This is my quick nutshell version. You and I broke uh, God's laws for living and we sinned. And the devil was holding those sins against us. And when Jesus was crucified on the cross, supernaturally in the Spirit, all of your sins against God and your very sin nature against God was nailed to the cross with Jesus. And the debt that you owed was completely, 100%, without a doubt, never to be remembered again, never to be brought up again, eradicated, forgiven, and done away with. Can somebody say amen? That's what happened. And then after that happened, it says that somehow spiritually, Jesus paraded the defeated devil and the defeated demons who were holding that debt against you He paraded them in the unseen spiritual realm, powerless, defeated prisoners of Jesus, never again to make you succumb to the debt that has been paid on your behalf. Completely stripped. Completely defeated. Jesus is your overcomer. The devil doesn't have any debt to put in front of you anymore while you're in relationship with Jesus. So you got to know, number one, We can live in this world and not be scared because Jesus has overcome the world. Number two, second reason the world doesn't have to be scary. Write it down. Two words. Jesus brought me near and placed me in himself. He brought you near to himself and then he placed you in himself. Look at John 16, 33 again, the front half. He said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In me you may have peace. Did you know, if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, you are spiritually and positionally as close to Jesus as you can ever be. Now, I'm not talking about your experience. I'm not talking about how often you pray and how often you get with Him and read your Bible. By the way, you should. It's helpful. I'm just talking about the fact because you received Jesus as Savior, He brought you near and He placed you in Him. And because of that, you're as close as you can ever be to Jesus. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Just real quick. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ. Paul's writing to the church. They're Christians. But he's reminding them that before they became followers of Christ, they were separate from Christ. Notice this. Excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope, and without God in the world. Now he's talking about our spiritual union with the people of Israel, the Jewish people. Spiritually, you're a Jewish person now. But what I really want you to catch is before you came into relationship with God through Christ, you were excluded from the promises that God has for you 
And not only that, you were without God himself in the world. That's a big deal. But let's go on. Verse 13. But now, somebody say now. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. There was a point in your life and in my life where we were way far away from God. We were separated by our sin. We were in the world without God, without hope. But when we received God's sacrifice in the person of Jesus, He brought us near. And not only that, but He placed us in Christ or as close to Jesus as we could ever, ever be. And it's so important that you recognize that and you see that. Notice what Jesus said. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Can anybody use a little bit more peace every now and then? This word peace means a state of tranquility. It means an exemption and relief from rage and inner havoc. It's a state of harmony. It's a state of calm. And the word speaks to the tranquility or the calmness of your soul that has been reassured of salvation through Christ and thus is exempt from fear, worry, and anxiety that the tribulations of this world will try to pile on you. Come on, the world and the tribulations of it Working together with the devil, your number one enemy, are going to do its best to pile on your life havoc and rage and unsettledness and anxiety and worry. But you have to remember that you're in Christ. And as a person who is in Christ, you have access to the peace of Christ. No matter what's going on, come hell or high water. All kind of stuff can be happening out here. But because you know you're in Christ... You can experience the peace of Christ. Now, let's be honest. In our natural thinking, with our human thinking, this doesn't make sense. None of this does in our natural thinking. Life is scary. How can I be of good cheer knowing tribulation is inevitable? And how... Can I have peace in the middle of tribulation or in the middle of a storm or in the middle of a scary situation? It makes no sense at all to the natural mind. But what you have to understand is that all of this hinges and it only makes sense when you understand that because Jesus has overcome, I can overcome and live as an overcomer. Come on, that's the number three. Say it with me. Number three, fill in the blank. Because Jesus has overcome, I can overcome and live as an overcomer. you got to understand that Jesus didn't gain the victory just for himself. But rather, he gained the victory for you and for me. Jesus gained the victory so that you and I could be saved, so that you and I could have victory, and so that you and I can live as overcomers. Have you ever experienced something that was scary or that made you feel fearful and you didn't know how it was going to work out and just fear gripped you? I mean, I think all of us have gone through that stuff. When those things happen, you have to recognize you can overcome that fear. 
You can overcome that thing that might be heading your way. And you can overcome it because you live in the overcomer. Because Jesus overcame, you can overcome. And you can live as an overcomer. Think about Romans chapter 8, verse 37 and 38. Let me read those two verses. Romans 8, 37 and 38. Yet in all these things, and we'll just say hard times, tribulation, challenges, scary circumstances, the unknown. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Say amen. Did you know that you're more than a conqueror? God has made you more than a conqueror. You may never have heard that. You may never have thought about yourself that way. But that's what it says. Verse 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Come on, say it with me. We are more than conquerors. Whatever comes your way, whatever looks scary, whatever tactic the enemy might bring to you, you have to know beyond a shadow of a doubt because you're in relationship with God, God has made you to be more than a conqueror. Not just a conqueror. More than a conqueror. Look at this word, more than conquerors. I like it. It's a Greek word. Hupernikao. Can you say it with me? Come on, let's have some fun. Say it with me. Hupernikao. Hupernikao. It's a compound word. There's two words in there. The first one, hooper, H-U-P-E-R. That means over and above. Over and above. And the second part of the word, nikao, means to conquer. Over and above and to conquer. Listen, the word describes someone who is a super victorious person. Who wins more than an ordinary victory, but who is overpowering in achieving abundant victory. Isn't that sound like what Jesus said in John 10.10? Come on, somebody know it? I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. That's what Jesus said. You are Hooper Nikao. So next time somebody says, hi, my name's Bob. What's your name? What are you going to say? I'm Hooper Nikao. No, don't say that. They might look at you strange. But you could say, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Now, let me just share this with you. This is good. This is not language of conceit, but of confidence in Christ's love. His love made you, Hooper Nikao, more than a conqueror. You are victorious over the devil, his plans, and fear tactics to take you down. So here's my encouragement. Rise up. Begin to see yourself as more than a conqueror. Amen? So, Pastor Robert, when I begin to feel scared or anxious or worried, when fear tries to grip my heart, when I don't know what's going to happen, when I can't figure it out, when I'm running low on finances, when I get 
fill in the blank. What do I do? What do I do? What should I do? Let me share with you what I do. And I use the word, just like joy. Two scriptures. I don't know if I put them on your sermon guide or not, but if you're taking notes, I'd write these down. The first one is Isaiah 26.3. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Listen to what it says. He's talking to God, and he says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Whenever you're going through it, turn to Isaiah 26.3 and just begin to chew on that verse. Because God's promise is to keep you in perfect peace if you keep your focus, your mind stayed on Him. Here's the second thing that I do, Colossians 3.2. That's hard sometimes. It's not always automatic. i got to work at that. Colossians 3.2 says this. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. So whatever you're looking at that's trying to make you scared, you got to ask the Holy Spirit, grab your Bible, look up the promises. I put a bunch of mind verses in my front of my Bible. They're all about my mind and putting my mind on the Word and on God. And whenever I'm looking at things that look scary, I focus my mind on God because I know He promised to keep me in perfect peace. And I put my mind on things above, not on things on the earth. I don't focus on this temporary circumstance I make a decision to focus on the kingdom of God, my faith in Jesus, the fact that Jesus is more than a conqueror. Jesus is an overcomer. And because he is, I am too. You got to do something when the enemy tries to scare you. So Pastor Robert, what what exactly did we cover today? You can stand to your feet because we're going to close. Come on, stand up. Number one, Jesus has overcome the world. Number two, Jesus brought me near and placed me in himself. And number three, because Jesus has overcome, I can overcome and live as an overcomer. Have you been blessed by the word? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that because Jesus has overcome, I can overcome and we can live as overcomers. We declare that in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said... Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.